Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. I got a couple of questions for you as we start today. Um, you know, you know, kind of number one, have you have you ever thought? I mean, I and this is a question that I've asked myself too. Um, have I ever thought my digital marketing might actually be hurting my business? And because I and I ask that question because coming out of the pandemic, social business or social marketing wasn't really anything that I did. I mean, everything that we did was referrals. You know, I mean, literally for almost 35 years, our entire business model was built off a referral. After we came out of it, digital marketing, you know, seemed to be uh, a, a really interesting thing for me to work with because I needed to rebuild, I needed to do a lot of different things. And that I that thought about digital marketing might actually be hurting the business got me to thinking, and my guest is the one that actually posited, you know, posited this question for me. And, and And part of that had to do with you're not, you know, breaking through the noise, you're just adding to it. And that, you know, how am I adding to the noise? Because if you want to look at marketing, it's it's all about differentiation. I mean, that's essentially what marketing ends up becoming. And part of the digital approach to things is we do it because we can get more effective, or I'm sorry, not more effective, more efficient. But there's a trade-off between efficiency and effectiveness. And the guest that I have with us today brings in some really interesting ideas around this. Tom Schwab is going to ask us to consider uh, the thought that you're just one conversation away from the kind of success that we'd like to have. And that's based on his experience and the the data that he's collected in working with over 700 brands uh, brands, uh, as the chief, and see if I've got this right, the chief evangelist officer, CEO, chief evangelist officer at his company, Interview Valet. And I mean, I I, I loved when I was contacted by his company, by his uh, media people to talk to him about this. I was just intrigued by this notion of one conversation away, because for me, if anybody that's been listening to me for any period of time knows, I believe that everything in life is a relational conversation. Everything has a relationship associated with it. And conversation is the link, you know, not only the lingua franca of con- uh, relationship, but it's also the lifeblood of relationships. We don't have conversations about a relationship, the conversation is the relationship. And I'm very anxious and uh, looking forward to uh, this conversation with Tom. So Tom Schwab, welcome to the show. Blaine, thank you. I am thrilled to be here. Well, it's my absolute pleasure, as I was saying, to have you here. Um, I'm going to just start with a question that I typically ask most of my guests uh, at the beginning here. Uh, given that the title of the show is The Soul of Business, uh, when you hear that term, what does that bring up for you? 
Yeah, the, the idea of a soul for business. Every time I listen to the show and you ask that question, I just think of my grandfather. Now, my grandfather passed away many decades ago. He was a business owner in a small town. But long after his business closed, it lived on. The soul lived on. And it was the stories. And it was the impact that he had made in the community, you know, taking care of the local school bus, giving people opportunities there. And that's what he was proud of. And that's what uh, I, I can still remember going to his funeral and hearing all of those stories. And it's like, that's the eternal soul. And that's, I think, what's important in business, not just, you know, nobody's going to remember the financials, right? No. Inflation will take those away, all the rest of that. But that soul of the impact and the <clears throat> stories that it makes. That's what always strikes me. Yeah, Tom, I, I absolutely love that. That That's the most unique take on it that I've heard in uh, almost 160 episodes that I've done on this show. Uh, the stories that live are a reflection of the soul of the business. And that is such a wonderful thing because that you know, it kind of speaks to what we're going to be looking at today here. Yeah, stories are, are, are conversations. They're conversations. We sit around the campfire and we regale each other with stories. Uh, and this is, you know, you go back to early, you know, early days, you know, <laughs> uh, people sitting around campfires. And I remember, um, you know, when I was a young kid, my dad taking us camping and going fishing, uh, sitting around the campfire in the morning in particular, but also in the evening, but the coffee pot, you know, the smell of the coffee brewing and, you know, that sort of stuff. And the stories that my dad and his friends would tell, um, uh, about their lives. And, and just as a young boy, yeah, six, seven years of age, just you know, listening with rapt attention to these stories of these elders, <laughs> these older folks, about what life is, what it's about, and that's that that storytelling is is the the awakening of a for me it was the awakening of a spirit, the awakening of curiosity, the waking you know the awakening of an interest in what what could be possible for me. They're talking about what happened for them. What could be possible for me? So when you know when you're talking about um one conversation away let's let's have a conversation about one conversation <laughs> away what comes into play here to me this was a, originally just a rant against this idea of one funnel away right you'll hear this in marketing so many times you're just one funnel away and I I understand automation, right? I, I understand that. But the best things in my life have never come through a funnel, right? They've always come through a conversation. Mm -hmm. And that could be my best client, my best team member, my best vendor, right? My bride. My bride did not come through a funnel, right? <laughs> I did not come up with this perfect automation that I put all 7 billion people through and boom, she came out. No, it was somebody introducing me, having that conversation, and then the conversations that came from there. And I think today with digital marketing, especially, there's this idea of we've got to automate, we've got to get more efficient. And you mentioned it earlier, we're getting more and more efficient at things that are less and less effective. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, uh, the bank doesn't care how many likes you have, how many leads you have. They want to know how many people value what you do. And they, they, 
your customers will tell you that and they give you these certificates of appreciation, right? And in the US, they're green, they're green with people, pictures of uh, dead presidents on it, right? So those come out of conversations. And, you know, something that you said, Blaine, I just had to look down and write it down. The conversation is the relationship, right? Can you ever say you have a relationship with someone if you've never had a conversation with them? Yeah. And um, I, I think too often now we're all, and I'm guilty of this too, remote, right? I'll, I'll sit behind my desk and I'll, I'll work really hard, but I'm making any really connections. Am I making an impact on the world? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of problems in the world today, but there's no better time to be alive, yeah. right? You're right. in Washington State, I'm in Michigan, and we can still connect here. And there's somebody right now, five years from now, that's listening in on us. I mean, how great is that? Yeah. I mean, it's the campfire writ large in one sense. Um, the idea of conversation, I, I love this notion here. Um, basically, what you're talking about is is a distinction that I made some time ago when I started looking at what are some of the secrets to sustainable success? And I actually ended up building a little toolkit around that that people can access um, and, and use in their businesses and with their teams. But one of the things that I talk about in there has to do with um, inclusion and you know, just the nature of inclusion. And the idea there is you know, I want to pay less attention to what and how and more attention to who. Who yeah? You know, who can I who can I link up to that knows something about something I don't know, that can help me facilitate moving into a space that I'm not familiar with, that can then hook me into somebody else to have another conversation that will I mean it just kind of progresses, uh, and like with you I mean my wife she did not go through a <laughs> a funnel, it came out <laughs> of a conversation I was having and the conversation interestingly enough uh, took place it was almost a, a um, um, dialogic conversation in the sense that she was up on a stage talking about something that was profoundly meaningful to her and the way she spoke about it absolutely you know kind of ups yeah yeah you, you you take you know a beaker of got water that's kind of muddy you shake it up and it gets really muddy it shook everything up and it resettled in a different way and fortunately for me when she was off stage and i was you know in, in the in the speaker's group um she came back and sat next to me and we struck, struck up a conversation. And I'm telling that story because it was the conversation. It wasn't the CV. It wasn't the uh, marketing material that would have you know, highlighted her as a speaker that caught my attention. It was the, the, the way she spoke about something that was so fundamentally meaningful to her that generated in me an experience and a response that I leaned in and I literally found myself, you know, found myself saying, I can't not say yes to this. And, and that was just kind of, where'd that come from? <laughs> one of my favorite phrases is what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. And I'm sure when your bride was up there talking, she was talking from her heart. It was ordinary to her but it was amazing to you. And I think often we undervalue what we know and overvalue what other people know. 
right? And especially mm-hmm. as business owners, right? Um, there are people on their knees praying for what you know and what you offer. I don't care if you're at version 1.0 right now. And this idea that, well, I'm not the ultimate expert. Well, there's no the ultimate expert, right? But you are an expert if you were working in that business day in and day out, trying to solve that problem, right? If you've got that experience, I, you know, the, the, the child that can do fourth grade math is an expert to the kid that's trying to figure out second grade math. So uh, yeah. we're all blessed to be a blessing. And sometimes we just need to remind ourselves that we need to go out there and share that with other people too. Well, yeah. And, and the sharing piece of it gets interesting here. Uh, yeah, you've worked with over 700 leading brands, and these are some big brands. I mean, very, very well-known brands. In that experience and in that, you know, that work, how did you get to the point where there was a realization that there was only just one more conversation or that success was one conversation away or the makings of success were one conversation away? Um, these, these brands tend to be very process-driven. They are, but it's one of those things where once you get exposed to an idea, it's hard to unsee it. And they had heard about this idea of not trying to break through the noise, but getting on the conversation. And it made sense to them. And I can think of, you know, one big brand that we worked with, they were having a hard time finding talent for their company, right? Because everybody wanted to go work at, um, you know, at Google and Facebook, and they had to go out and start telling stories of the neat things that they were doing and having people on their team starting to take to, um, to tell those stories. So they used it from an HR issue, right? There was another company, a publicly traded company, and, uh, they, they measured their dollars to the penny they could sell cost of lead acquisition cost of customer acquisition and they were measuring all of it and blaine they could say that this marketing channel was closing faster right because if the marketing's good the sales are quick was closing faster there was less churn i mean we worked with them up to the point where they launched their entire podcasting network and they probably have 30 shows on it right now. So I think once you are exposed to this idea that maybe it's not more, 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 maybe it's better, you know, it's hard Mm -hmm. to unsee that. And then especially uh, if you're tracking the numbers and you see the numbers back up what you know in your heart is true, then there's no going back. You know, we're going to take a real quick break here. When we come back, you said something that to the, to the, uh, to the, Untrained listener <laughs> might have seemed kind of like a drive-by comment, <clears throat> but I want to come back to it. Um, now, getting in on the conversation rather than breaking through the conversation. There's a distinction there that I think when I heard that, I went, whoa, now that's an interesting notion. So when we come back, I want to unbundle that a little bit if we can. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, folks, we're going to take a real quick break. Uh, We're listening to Tom Schwab right now, and actually we're more than listening. We're in the middle of a conversation uh, with uh, Tom Tom Schwab, uh, the the CEO, the Chief Evangelist Officer. (laughs) Get my tongue wrapped around that at Interview Valet, and we're going to talk about his company, Interview Valet, in just a moment as well. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. The nature of life is evidenced in nature. Nature grows 
and all of nature honors the desire to be more, to have more, and to do more. Life thrives when it's allowed to grow. And ideally, thriving is what we also, all of us, want to be able to do. Unfortunately, at some stage in life, most people find themselves settling into what I can only call a rut. And a rut is nothing more than a coffin with the ends kicked out. You want to quickly get out of any rut that you find yourself in. When you stop growing, that's when the coffin starts to appear. You know, the simple truth is this, and this is true for everything in nature. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Every one of us dies. So the question we need to come to grips with is not are we going to die. The question nature asks us to answer is are we truly living? That's what motivation is about. It's the desire to move. It's the desire to grow and to excel. Have I lived? How have I lived? I'd love for you to take advantage of my Leadership Mindset Masterclass. It's all about providing you with the tools to ensure thriving for yourself and for those around you. Register today to receive the free introduction video and find out more about this acclaimed program. You'll also receive a copy of my international number one bestseller, Compassionate Capitalism, A Journey to the Soul of Business. I'm Blaine Bartlett, and I look forward to helping you thrive. Welcome back, folks. Um, you know, before the break, I had uh, you know, kind of positioned something that I wanted to pick up after that break. Um, the difference between getting in on the conversation and breaking through the noise, getting in on it, rather than you know, kind of getting away from it, breaking through the noise is what a lot of people think marketing should be about. Yeah, you know, that's the whole notion of being distinct and all of that kind of stuff. You've got a position or a point of view here about getting in on the conversation that I got a hunch, and I haven't checked this with you, but I got a hunch is more organized around being effective than it is about being efficient. <laughs> well, and I'll I'll point that it's effective and efficient because okay. I think the idea of breaking through the noise. And that's a big term that's being used now. Did you ever notice it's the people that are selling us the megaphones that are telling us to break through the noise, right? Just post some more on social media, buy some more ads, right? They want to keep the volume going up and up and up. But the problem is, is that just yelling louder doesn't get you hurt, yeah. right? Just go to the Super Bowl, right? If you're the loudest person, are they going to hear you? Are they going to buy from you? Probably not. Right. So instead of trying to break through the noise, how can you get in on the conversation that people are already listening to? Mm -hmm. And this is not a new idea. No. Right. Um, think about when you would talk at the um, the Rotary Club or the Chamber of Commerce. Right. You'd go there because there was already an audience of your ideal customers that you could talk to. Right. And then what is radio and television? But going on a place where you can use an established audience to tell them about your new movie that's coming out on the tonight show. Right. So it's that same thing. Mm -hmm. And now with, you know, the modern day with podcasts to be able to go on to a very specific audience, right? Not everybody wants to hear about you. So to go into an audience that is interested in what you're talking about, they're not really there to hear you, right? 
I guarantee you when you when you subscribe to this podcast, when you hit play, you were here to hear Blaine, not me. But there was yeah. that transfer of trust, right? If the host thought this person was interesting, all right. Now you've already got that transfer. And on a podcast, there's no outside noise, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean there people may be multitasking, but largely you're there in their ears. I remember flying to speak at an event one time and there was a gentleman sitting next to me. He could have been the best client I ever had, but the entire time he had earbuds in. Yeah. And I don't know what he was listening to, but I tell you what, uh, if there was a podcast, the person that was speaking on that podcast got a lot more attention than I did sitting next to it. Now, I could have tried to break through the noise and started yelling over it, but I don't think it would have been very effective. That is better a for great me metaphor. to be yeah, effective and efficient because I don't I could have spoken to thousands, tens of thousands of people throughout time sitting in my home or sitting in my office. So it's not only effective, but it's also highly efficient. Yeah. I, I, folks, I hope you really pick up the subtlety of what Tom's mentioning here, because uh, it is actually fairly subtle. Um, and I say subtle in the sense of it's it's not profoundly impactful. It's just really an interesting concept in the in in being able to separate it from the you know, separate that kernel from the chaff of everything that goes on. Yeah, in in our worlds today, um, I mean, there's seven billion people on this planet, and Trying to get, you know, and we talk about market niches and that sort of thing all the time. But, and I'll just speak from my own experience here. Yeah. In March of 2020, yeah, and people have heard me talk about this. My entire, you know, you know we basically almost collapsed um, in my, my firm. 98, 99% of our revenue base disappeared overnight because we were doing a lot of, you know, not a lot of, exclusively face-to-face -face work internationally, Europe, Eurasia. Uh, Australasia, uh, Japan, China, just appeared overnight. Travel embargoes, and we weren't set up to do any kind of virtual delivery for anything. So you know, with that scenario, I mean, millions of dollars, just <laughs> bye. It's kind of like, well, that was interesting. <laughs> and then I was in conversations with my wife as we started looking at retooling and getting ourselves repositioned and, and how do we go to market now? And and her point to me was really on you know, on target. She says, you are not, and she's talking about me specifically, you are not a mass market uh, product, okay? You know, what you bring, you know, the leadership work that you do, the work that you do with organizations is not mass market. It is very specifically targeted to individuals, very specific kinds of individuals that recognize that their business's success are dependent on their personal development. The better they develop themselves, the more likelihood their organizations are going to develop themselves. So what she said to me was, how can you speak to that audience rather than a megaphone to a mass market that is, you know, you, know, you, you got to make you got to make yourselves distinct and, and you get lost in the noise and all that stuff. You know, find out who you want to talk to and then go join that conversation because they've already got it going on in their head. Yeah, how do I develop myself more effectively, particularly coming out of COVID? Now, all of that to be said, and that was kind of a large, you know, platform for me to, you know, 
yeah, speak from. Uh, but the idea of identifying that that was important, uh, it wasn't, and I hadn't put this together until you said this. It wasn't about me breaking through the noise of a mass market uh, project. And I, and initially we did try you know, Facebook ads, you know, Google ads, LinkedIn ads. I mean, all that stuff. And when she said that, I went, you know, that is fascinating. There's a better way to do this. And it's about, and this is where I, yeah, your language now, it's about joining an existing conversation that is already present primarily in the minds of the people that I want to most closely work with and associate with that I think will have the greatest, that I will have the greatest impact on because they will see the value the, uh, in a way that a mass market won't see. So all of that just kind of bundled together. Um, I know there's a question embedded there. Uh <laughs> somewhere. Um, well, when you've worked with some of these brands, this is the question, how have you actually been able to migrate them to an understanding that 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 intimate conversation is the one that they need to be having if they're looking to be most effective, having the most impact and delivering the most value to their uh, to their constituency, to their customers? You know, I think it resonates more with people at higher levels, right? Especially if it's the, the CEO or the CFO, even, you know, chief marketing officers, they're like, this makes a whole lot of sense, right? For a 45 minutes of our talents time, we always refer to the guests as the talent, right? Mm -hmm. Of the CEO, we can get them out there. We can repurpose this content. We can get the SEO value for the backlinks, right? We can repurpose this into blogs and use it in our sales thing. And we can be talking to ideal clients. And I remember one time I was talking to a, a lower level marketing person and we had gone through all of this. And then the CEO got on the call and he cut right to the chase. And he's like, hold it. You're telling me that if I get in a podcast, all I've got to do is convert two people and this marketing pays for itself in the first month. And the marketing person goes, yes. He goes, what other marketing channel do we have that does that? He's like, uh, none. He's like, well, <laughs> if I can't convert two people, he says, don't fire interview valet, fire me as the CEO, because either I'm a lousy spokesperson or the market doesn't like our product. He says, either way, that's on me. And so the, the quickest conversation, the CEO goes, sign him up quick before he realizes how, how cheap this is. <laughs> and so we worked with them for the better part of 18 months before their company was actually acquired. And this big publicly traded company didn't want to do it anymore. But I think it makes sense to the people that get what they're trying to do. They're not yeah. optimizing for more leads or more clicks or more follows. No. They're business owners. They they realize they're trying to optimize for more impact, for more value, and that turns into more profit. Also, yeah, I, I love that, Tom. So, I mean, you 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 actually you know skimmed into this, and I want to go a little bit deeper with this, with you know just the, you know, the whole uh, uh, area that you work with with Interview Valet. This is your this is your company, Interview Valet. What's the what's the mission and what's what's the uh, way that you actually work with clients? Yeah, I mean, you yeah, touched so on our, it a little bit here, but I, 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 I'm fascinated by it. And I think our audience will be, too. Yeah. So our mission, and we've had this in the very beginning, is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people 
they could serve for the betterment of all. And I can remember telling that to my mom and she's like, what's that got to do with podcasts? God love my mom. You know, she's in her eighties. She doesn't know where the podcast is, but I'm like, it's not about the podcast. It's about connecting people and ideas. So early on, one of our clients said, I love working with you because you let me be the guest and you take care of the rest. I'm like, oh, that's good copy. I'm taking that. Right. So we work with people that are high level coaches, high level consultants, nonfiction authors, brands that really have a relationship sale. They can deal with clients, not just on a regional level or a, a local level, they're serving people nationwide or globally, right? They've got a point of view, they've got a message and they come to us and, you know, like I said, they're the guest, we take care of the rest. So we're getting the equipment, we're teaching them how to be a great guest, we're finding the podcast, we're putting together the media to support them. And then we go out and find the podcast, get them invited on there. We prep them for every show, right? We get feedback from the host and the guest because we realize that we're optimizing for results here. Nobody just wants another interview. They want results from every interview. And uh, got a team of 30 people in Europe and North America. Um, Great team. I always joke that my microphone makes me sound good, but my team makes me look good. I love that. Where can people find out more about uh, uh, Interview Valet and what it is that you're yeah, up to? Uh, so the easiest place is just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash soul. And everything Blaine and I talk about will be there. Uh, there's an assessment, right? Personal assessment, 10 questions. Will podcast interview marketing work for you? Um, I wrote a book called Podcast Guest Profits. You can buy it on Amazon, or if you want a free copy, just go there. If you're in the States, I'll mail you a copy. If you're outside, I'll email you a copy. And then if you want to talk and say, you know, how could I use this? How could I use it to to build my brand, to build my business? Well, I'll put all my contact information. We can find a time to talk there. All of that will be back there at interviewvalet.com forward slash soul. Excellent. And I think uh, we are in a preamble to the show beginning here. You also have a book. I think you just mentioned that, yeah, the book you're going to be, folks, if you're interested in getting that, do go to interviewvalet.com uh, slash forward slash soul.com and get a copy of that book. Uh, Tom's, Tom's the real deal here. Uh, there is a wealth of information. Uh, the track record is uh, proven. Uh, the work he does is significant. And the idea of impact equaling value, you will get not only value from this, but your impact in your organization and as a leader will go up dramatically. Uh, Tom Schwab, I want to thank you. This has been a, I've had a ball with this. <laughs> thank you very much, truly. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, we do a couple of other shows and uh, I'll, I'll talk with you after we conclude here, but I'd like to uh, invite you on to one or more of these other shows as well. I think uh, I'd be honored, this message is, is, is well worth uh, getting out there one conversation at a time. <laughs> okay. This is Blaine Bartlett. You've been listening to the soul of business with Blaine Bartlett. Um, do me a favor. If you wouldn't mind um, when you're listening to this on your favorite uh, uh distribution channel, whatever it is, go ahead and uh, like it. You know, give me you know, whatever star rating you think is appropriate, ideally five stars. But more importantly, if you could put comments in there, 
uh, the algorithms uh, pay attention to comments and uh, and do feel free to share this. Uh, um, I think this is messaging that is will, you know, really well worth worth hearing. So one conversation at a time, conversations that matter. And in your life, find ways to be a center of distribution, not a center of accumulation. You'll find that your life works a whole lot better when you're doing it that way. This is Blaine Bartlett. We'll see you on the next episode, folks. Take care. Hi, I'd like to uh, ask you to do something for me, if you wouldn't mind. If you like this episode, I'd like you to uh, not only subscribe uh, on your favorite site, but I'd also like you to uh, give a rating. Uh, ideally, a, a five-star rating would be you know, greatly appreciated. But I think more importantly also would be just uh, some uh, comments. Uh, that helps with the algorithm and it helps build the, uh, the audience with this. And more than anything else, if you could um, invite somebody else to listen, just share this episode with a friend, with a colleague, and uh, I'd like to see how we can grow the soul of business. I think it makes a difference. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>